Hi, welcome to What's Next, Porto Business School's podcast on the future of business. Today, we will be focusing on fintech, and our guest is our own Pedro Pinheiro, professor at Porto Business School, partner at uh, Yoda Partners, an investor, and professor of finance uh, in uh, our programs here at uh, Porto Business School. Pedro, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Let me warn the audience that we are recording this uh, while we are at home, in quarantine still, or at least in social distancing, as it now is, is, is called. Of course, we will not neglect to uh, talk about the intersections between fintech and how fintech is helping the financial uh, sector and the insurance uh, sector to uh, resist and navigate throughout this uh, complicated times but uh, before we go before we go there uh, pedro um the financial industry uh, is, at, is at a peak uh, and technology is evolving faster than ever. Uh, uh, and due to its growing success over the past 10 years, fintech industries have been surprisingly uh, uh, or surprisingly become uh, uh, one of the most important characteristics of today's economy and finance. So, and, and we had so many discussions uh, about uh, many different aspects of the, of the fintech. What were the, what are the main the main, I wouldn't say trends, but the main characteristics that you identify right now in the fintech uh, sector um, that you uh, feel are most, most relevant to the world economy and to the financial uh, system economy? Well, Rui, uh, in, in terms of what the way we see the world right now, um, I believe that uh, we are going to have to leave the, the, the actually the discussion of fintech versus uh, traditional finance okay so um, I, I believe that we, we were treading through a world where we had uh, a transition into di digital and the main issues for traditional banking and traditional financial institutions were, were how to transition into digi digital to a world where we had the digital first or digital by default. And, and really after this, I think we're going to wonder if, if there's anything other than digital. And that's, that's why, where we're going, um, where we're going to, okay? So um, it, it's not going to be different. And, and I don't believe that we're going to come out of this very different than what we were uh, before, but, these trends will definitely accelerate. And we, we discussed that already, uh, the, the two of us, when we were uh, talking about the eventual impacts of all this crisis. Uh, and, and, and really, my, my vision is that we're not going to have big difference. We're going to have big acceleration. Uh, and so all the trends and the transition into, into technology for all businesses uh, it's going to be driven much quicker than what we've seen up, up until now. And, and obviously, uh, you know, for obvious reasons in, in finance, we were already uh, clearly seeing that, that transition coming and, 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 and it's only going to accelerate. You know, for example, nowadays we're talking about all these um, incentives that governments are setting up to support the economies. Uh, most of them are, are going through the banks. Um, the truth is that banks cannot process at, at this point all the bureaucracy that it's needed to get the money into companies and people's pockets. And, 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 and we're seeing that 
even for emergency uh, type of funding, they, they're going to need a massive deployment of technology in the first place. So uh, uh, I see trends accelerating. I see that eventually financial institutions will have to completely embrace uh, technology um, and, and, and obviously companies that have been positioning themselves in a more uh, digital, more automated way will clearly benefit from, from what's happening right now. Um, the, the, the digital transformation of the banking uh, sector and the financial sector um, it has been a topic uh, uh, on the table for many years. And um, in fact, uh, what we have been witnessing is not only the investment in technology and, and setting up the technologies, but the technologies have been enabling business model innovation on the, financials, on the financial sector, on the banking sector. More customer-centric approaches, um, uh, different, uh, uh, different business models, and, and revenue streams, um, and and we have we were seeing the advent of this this the most successful fintechs that we know, or at least the ones that we relate to, like the advent of Revolut. So we saw not only the investment in technology, but technology enabling massive business model transformation. What were you detecting and as more interesting in that movement? Well, in, in terms of. Um big 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 changes uh, like i said i i actually see interesting things outside of finance as well and and that could clearly give give us hints of where we're heading in terms of finance take for example the entertainment industry um the movie industry uh for years and years it's been technology possible uh, to actually show movies anytime anywhere to anyone Okay, it's technological. It, it was technolo technologically wasn't a big issue, but for decades now, that movie industry has worked in uh, kind of windows, window frames, where uh, f you have movies go first to uh, theaters, then it used to be to DVDs, and then and then to uh, to to other medium up up until streaming, which what we get now. For, and, and obviously, you could theoretically five years ago stream movies directly. We've had Netflix for, 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 for more than that now. Uh, but the reality is, is that they maintain this philosophy, this business model, as you, as you were putting it, uh, of, of actually releasing movies uh, first on theaters. Okay? For the first time ever, they've actually upended this. So they've first released movies without going to theaters because obviously theaters are closed and they have the movies <laughs> in, in, in ready to relist. So it wasn't an issue of technology. It was clearly an issue of business model. It, it's, it, they didn't do it because they were organized to do it in a certain way. Guess what? Well, now reality hits you and, 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 and you have to do differently. And, and I think that in most industries and finance, it's exactly the same thing. Technology is already there. Okay, it's not a question of uh, adopting technology or or, or 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 having more technology than before. It's actually a question of doing it differently. Uh, so, in reality, when we think about, let's say, bank branches, okay, um, after this. 
is will we have any reason to go back to bank branches do we really need them uh, so you know i see bank branches a little bit like the movie theaters uh, so um what will happen is it is it this time that people will just think that there's probably not space not it doesn't make any sense to have uh, bank branches as such uh, today uh, because you know we're really into um, into a world where we already have technology to deal with that and people now due to this huge uh, crisis um, are having by obligation not by default by obligation they really need to think about things differently okay and you look at any other take education for example uh, right now we've been doing in the last two months something that we could have done on the last 20 years but we haven't okay we haven't because by default we were thinking about classrooms and you know delivering um, uh, content in person which you know you and i know that it's not really the most efficient way but guess what we have teachers and we have yeah, we have to to to, to employ them uh, anyway and 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 obviously i'm speaking against myself as well uh, but you know um but i think it's very clear that we already have the we already had the technology we didn't really have pro probably the proper incentive to 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 change things and so what I see in the, the entertainment industry, the, the, the education industry and, and, and banking industry, I, I think those are the same levers that we are actually playing with right now. And, and, and for sure things will, will change, but the way I see it is not a dramatic change like, you know, nothing is going to be the same. I don't see it that way. I see this as a natural, that a natural evolve, evolvement that, you know, it's just been accelerated by, by, by events and, and, and by contacts. It's interesting that you, that you um, are giving us examples that are outside the financial system and the financial, sec financial sector, uh, which is actually uh, uh, also uh, being enabled by fintech. You, you're seeing, um, because of fintech, because of the use of financial technologies, companies that are not financial institutions, financial companies, moving uh, uh, into the arena of the financial uh, services. And of course, consider the big, the big tech companies like Google, like Facebook, like Amazon, um, uh, 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 and, and, and how payments is something absolutely essential for them. So uh, uh, in some sense, fintech is enabling different stakeholders and different players to operate in the financial arena, hence opening up that financial arena. That is generating a problem, a regulation problem. Uh, and, and, and we have seen, and regtech is also something interesting, uh, uh, but, but we have seen, I would say as usual, uh, regulation mo uh, changing at a much slower pace than what f the f financial technologies enable change. So change in the regulation occurs in a slower, at a slower pace than change in the system itself. And, and then we have tensions and we have had lots of tensions. We were still discussing here in Portugal, lots, lots of them. How are, how, are, are you, how are you analyzing what's going on uh, at the regulation uh, uh, aspect of it and how slow and perhaps uh, conservative regulators have been? Well, absolutely. I, I share your, your thoughts completely. I, I believe that 
this is one thing that we did got right over the last recession. Okay, so we we before two thousand and eight we had what what Talib uh, normally calls a fragile system because we went, we had a system too much too much concentrated within the financial system and the banks. And well, guess what? When things went wrong, it went systemically wrong, and 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 we couldn't get around the fact that we we had to bail out the banks because uh, we we couldn't we couldn't survive without them, and we cannot survive without them yet. Okay, but the truth is that although the regulation uh, for the banks was um, much more strict coming out of the last crisis. The, the truth is that regulators in most of the developed world have been pretty much flexible with smaller, nimbler companies uh, like the fintech ones. Okay, so in, in all the the, 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 the systems in, in in the UK, in the US, you had like sandbox uh, type of um, type of, of setups where actual fintech fintech companies could experiment without having the heavy burden of, of, of regulation um, um, pushing them down. Uh, um, and, and so I, I believe that we've, we've done something right over the course of the last 10 years. And that's definitely uh, one of the things we've done right. So I think the system now is much more anti-fragile in the worlds of Taleb than it was 10 years ago. And, 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 and the truth is that uh, although this, 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 crisis and the situation we're living is uh, very troublesome in, in, in many ways. I believe that for the time being, the financial system has been safeguarded. And, and, and I believe that one of the main reasons for that is because we now have the system much widely spread across a lot of market players. So, you know, the, the, the reason for having a more decentralized system, if you want, I think it's playing for us during this crisis. So, um, and 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 it's guaranteeing that the health crisis doesn't go into a, 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 a into a financial crisis in in a domino effect. We will do. We will have an economic crisis. I think we 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 are all aware of that. But hopefully, uh, it, at this time around, we will maintain the financial system safe. And I think that I really believe that a, a big part of it is because it's a more decentralized, more distributed system. Okay, we have, we have other players that are not always the same type of players, which is, it used to be banks, banks, banks. So we now, you now have a lot of non-banks banks, a lot of um, uh, financial providers that are not organized as banks. And so somehow they circumvent the regulations that you, you were correctly pointing out. And uh, we have a lot of players, you know, you, you mentioned Revolut. Revolut, you know, it's, it's been able to raise billions of, of, of dollars. So, you know, it, they did a raise actual $500 million VC raise last year. So I would say that they are, they are pretty much comfortable with the, what, what's going on. And, and, and I believe they're going to be one of the winners coming, coming out of this. So, you know, the, the world is pretty much more distributed than it was 10 years ago in terms of financial um, financial players, and, 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 and I, I guess this is a good thing. Uh, I'm not saying that all of them will survive, okay? Probably uh, some of them will, will die in the process. That's, 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 that's part of 
the way the, the, the world works. Um, but, but I believe that the system as a whole is much more stronger because we have um, big banks, small banks, big techs, fintechs, uh, um, uh, pushing us around. And, and you, you do touch a point very, uh, very well addressed about the big techs, okay? Google, uh, um, Facebook, Apple. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they're going uh, to be much more, um, I would say, much more preeminent in the financial side of the business, okay? And, and obviously, I, I've, once I saw one bank, I was discussing with a bank CEO and he was saying, that he was more afraid of the tech fin than of the fintech. So, <laughs> you know, the big tech technology companies with huge balance sheets and, uh, with, and, and obviously with the, the innovation capacity to really change business models, which is what, what we, were, we were considering. And already a consumer base that is uh, uh, super solid. So they, they really do. And, and it, it all comes back to decentralization, as you've been mentioning. But uh, in fintech, there are all, also other characteristics, of course, digital, uh, the, it's, it's one, but um, disintermediation also. And, and, and so decentralization, disintermediation, this really generates uh, uh, lots of challenges, of course, but also lots of possibilities. You have been preparing a series of uh, online programs for Porto Business School on, the fi on fintech. And you chose to start with crowdfunding. And I couldn't think of a more decentralized and disintermediate uh, uh, example of, of a fintech and, and with all the possibilities that they lev leverage. And I think it's especially um, interesting uh, to, to, to discuss crowdfunding as, as the collaborative nature that is inherent to crowdfunding is actually something that you are seeing uh, happening a lot now during this crisis where we are all collaborating to solve, to help, to, 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 to uh, 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 address the problems, to fast track solutions. Uh, um, and, 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 and tell us a little bit why you, start, you decided to start your FinTech series programs, uh, program here at Porto Business School with crowdfunding. Well, yeah, I, I think it all starts like you correctly mentioned in, in, in the way society is organized uh, and, and the way we, we used to, to, to feel about how to structure um, our lives and, and how we're, it's playing out right now, uh, how we're changing our, our habits, okay? So it, it's true that we, we, we did, well, we did rely a lot on what's on, on, on the big global uh, economy. We, we were pretty much used to import stuff from China and, and, and you know, bringing big, uh, big logistics, big supply chain networks. And I, I believe that this, 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 this crisis is making us a little bit more uh, inward reflective and, 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 and looking back to what, what we, our family, our community actually can, can do for each other uh, in order to, 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 you know, to, to try to circumvent this crisis. And, and, and so I, I, I am a big believer in this community fact, and this is going to increase um, the, 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 the feelings about the community and my local feelings, if you want. So, you know, 
I used to be very upset with my children because some of them were fans of Barcelona and others from <laughs> Manchester United. So I, I'm telling them, well, you have such good clubs nearby, you know, across the street. Why would you go to? So it's, it's, I think this is a very big uh, mindset issue. And, and, and the way uh, I see it is that we're going to focus much more on local values and, and community than uh, I believe we were uh, in, in, in the last few years. And um, again, we're going to have a lot of unemployment as well. So, you know, a lot of people are going to have to deal uh, with the situation, like we, we haven't mentioned a lot of that in this talk, but I do believe that we're going to have some economic impacts and they're not going to be nice, at least for, for a couple of years. So um, I do think that you really need to have a framework where you can actually uh, develop your ideas, develop your dreams if you want, and, and, and try to, to, to move forward in, 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 in a much more independent way um, than, 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 than you would in a typical corporate world. So uh, obviously I'm not saying we'll, we'll maintain, we'll have big companies, we'll have big banks, we'll have everything. Uh, but but I, I think we'll, we'll have increasingly uh, and some people that will need to fend off for themselves. And, and, and that's where I think crowdfunding uh, really has a play to, to uh, a role to play. Uh, because, you know, that's clearly um, a way where you can you can actually access your community in order to develop your ideas, in order to finance your projects, in order to, 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 to change things at a micro level. And, 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 and obviously this is not going to be a, a huge financial uh, impact, uh, okay? But you know, if you look at the numbers, the, 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 the growth in, in crowdfunding still has been very considerable and if you look in the world obviously the world has a lot of different places and 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 china has has been a big big player in crowdfunding we're talking about 300 billion uh, raised globally the most chunk of it comes from from asia uh, as a whole and, and china in particular so you know although it's not if you look at, at the big big picture uh, obviously it's a small part but it's a small part that it's very important to the community and 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 that's where i think that we can start making a difference you know person by person project by project and and that's how how we have to think at, at this time that's 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 how I, I i i view it it's quite interesting interesting because it builds on the foundations of what the sharing economy is trust is it's a trust business and that trust is disintermediated and we now trust each other and even to raise money to our projects we prefer we, we can use crowdfunding to trust each other and support uh, each other if you analyze also uh, i was reading uh, a couple of days ago some uh, some uh, information uh, published by statista and if you check what is happening for instance right now it at the mid, in the midst of this uh, uh, pandemics um, on the e-commerce level uh, so in the U.S., surprisingly or not, the biggest increase in e-commerce is happening in platforms that support local businesses and are uh, 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 selling local businesses uh, that become e-commerce platforms for local businesses. So it's not Amazon that is growing substantially, of course, even though, of course, it's growing. It's other platforms. And, and, and so um, uh, if there was already a trend 
on the disintermediation, on the peer-to-peer -peer support, uh, on the global, you know, the global turning local. Crowdfunding can actually, even though it has been around for quite some time and it, it's being successful, it might provide us with a tool, right? Uh, it, it, it can be a, a very efficient tool uh, in the special circumstance that we're now in, right? Absolutely. You see uh, in, in the US where obviously people are quicker to, to adopt these things, um, the restaurant business has organized itself in order to crowdfund and, and to basically to anticipate future revenues yep. by selling uh, meals of, 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 of future events so that they can have money now in order to, to pay their bills. Um, here in Portugal, actually on your last podcast, I, I was listening to Philip uh, discussing about their efforts with the tech uh, for COVID. And, and, and they actually did a, camp, a very successful campaign where in two weeks they raised more than 100,000 euros to help with the effort of buying essential uh, items for the healthcare system. Um, so it, 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 it exactly addresses uh, the main point that you were making of you know, shortening the distances. Now think about the global case. I know that if I buy a few thousand masks from China, it's going to be cheaper, but you know, will I really care if I, I, I spend five cents less in a mask and if I buy it from here in Portugal? That's, that's, that's the big, you know, philosophical discussion that we will need to have when this is over. You know, it's, I, I think we're going to have to make sure that we worry about, you know, what's happening in our street, not necessarily what's happening uh, across the globe. And, 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 and if you build that further, uh, I think it's going to make sense. The, you know, the corner shop is going to make more sense than it used to make maybe three months ago. You know, you will probably prefer to, to shop in that corner shop than go to the big uh, supermarket uh, across the, 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 the city. Probably you're going to go there anyway, but, uh, but, but you, you will try to spend more wisely and try to, to organize your shopping in a way that will also promote your local, your local community. And, 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 and I, strongly, I strongly believe that's, that's the way, uh, unless we forgot everything that that's happened <laughs> very quickly, which I, I, I don't think we'll have that, 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 that possibility. Is the current period definitely uh, accelerating the adoption of fintech and, and uh, the mainstreaming of fintech? I, I, I see it no other way, to be honest. And, and so the, the question, the, the, the usual question here at, uh, at our podcast. So how do you see what's next for fintech? Well, I, I see clearly uh, a deep acceleration of adoption. I see no more borders between fintech and traditional tech. Um, and I see a lot of um, different players not typically associated with fin and probably not also associated with tech, <laughs> but clearly uh, driving into, in, into the, the system. I, uh, it's, uh, again, in the decentralized way of, of thinking about, uh, about uh, the financial structure. And what's next for you, Peter Pinheiro? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll keep on uh, you know, 
my eyes open in order to 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 think about these things uh, i believe it's and i tell my students that's you're so lucky because you you're living in a world where there's so much to learn and over the last you know my career we have had three big stumps and three big uh, crises and and i think it's a tremendous opportunity to learn uh, the only thing is that i'm i'm not sure if we're going to have the same type of crisis that they've all been different and it's difficult to apply what you've learned as as you go along but but for sure it's it's very interesting times to 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 for someone that likes to to study and to analyze the consequences of, of, of the soul. And I tend to learn as much as possible and to teach my students as well at the school as much as possible during this period. Pedro, thank you so much for coming to the show. Um, I strongly recommend everybody to pay attention and, and keep an eye on, on the FeedTech series that Pedro is preparing for Porto Business School online pro executive education programs. Starting on April the 20th, we will have uh, the first of the series around uh, crowdfunding. Um, Pedro, Pedro, once again, thank you so much. And all of you, uh, thank you and uh, join us in our next show. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Make change happen.